Oh, I'm early. I'm early. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, just you saying that straight away just made me laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> Listen, what happened with this dream? I want to know what happened specifically. Why did you come late to tea time? Because I was like sleeping or something, and I had in my mind, I was like, right, Paolo sent me these questions. And I need to turn the subject. So in my mind, I think, right, tomorrow, I need to make sure I send Paolo a message before nine, nine o'clock. Because otherwise, it's going to be like, <laughs> I've had no prep, right? Uh, yeah. I just remember, like, my phone went off and I, like, turned up and, and you were sort of there, like, what the hell took you so long? I was like, oh, well. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. The thing is, was it? The thing is, before the early episodes, I was giving it like a week advance, and everyone was giving it to me like at the last minute. So I was like thinking, okay, let's just make it last minute situation because like everyone's just gonna be like, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be quick on it. Mm. Okay, it gives them a I real, think, a real think... chance to actually give them a a good while to actually think about the questions, you know. Well, I think my I think my answers like have. I have got like I've got I've I've found, I basically when I went through them I was like okay I've clearly found the two big topics so I know which two questions are going to be the big ones because I've actually yeah. had a look at them. but it I also mean, means that I'm not, it also means I'm not spending like a week thinking or oh, do I want to go more into depth with this I'll just be like no I know what I want to talk about because those are the you know uh, have you seen Teen um, Tea Time before previous episodes I have, I have seen previous episodes of Tea Time. And you was a you know more or less the concept of it really. Well, it's it's the it's it's essentially the uh, the drag race meeting Mama Roo. That's it. Well, this is the this is the deep dive, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you better have my you better have my mint my mint side as well. Mind cup of tea and a mint on the side. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is uh, this is basically a tic tac lunch between us, you know. Yes. But yeah, which uh, which kind of tic tac do you choose? Uh, didn't they? They had like an orange and green one. What flavor was that? Orange and lime. I think it was orange and lime. Yeah, the orange and limes. They they were. That's your choice. But also, at the same time, in, in in my opinion, I don't know about you, but I just think Tic Tac is like the most pointless food product in like in world existence, in my opinion. Because like, uh, if, if you were to you just go for a bloody, you just go for a regular men. Why are you going to go for like a mini size men? You know. Mm, didn't they get in a lot of shit when they first came out because they had loads of e numbers in them? I seem to Probably. remember. I mean, I so don't buy not, so They used to be, they used to be really big, but they used to have a shit ton of stuff in them and be really bad. I seem to remember. Mm. I mean, they're two calories a Tic Tac. That's still that's a lot of calories for a fucking <laughs> mint. You know? I was going to say, Fuck. just eat a salary stick. It's less calories, you know. There's no calories yeah. at all on the salary anyway. But anyways. I want to ask you, okay, so the first thing I usually ask the guests who come to tea time is, what tea have you chosen for this conversation tonight? Uh, nothing too nothing too fancy. Just a standard PG tips. Bit of milk. Lots of sugar because yeah. of sweet and sweetness. 
I'm not very I'm not a fancy tea person. I have my tea has a very direct, you know. I mean that's, yeah, that's okay. Stuff. I'm more about spilling it, honey, than drinking it anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, and that's what I've uh, appeared to see ever since I've come on stereo. I've seen you've been trolling everyone's like live and like no. voice and everything like that. No, would you say, I don't know where you. Would you say you're the troll, or would you say you're just like opinionistic? Um, I don't think you I actively like... go out. I don't think I actively go out to troll people. I don't think that's my like mm-hmm. because because I like what we're going to get onto like i actually you know the things that i believe in and identify as if you know are sensitive things so i don't think i troll people on purpose i think that like a lot of it has to do with my mental health as well like i i kind of just want to make people laugh and sometimes you know i will push on buttons and see how far i can go but then if anyone has an issue with me they're more than welcome to tell me if i'm being too far you know that's my oh, way of it but like, but like, I'm the sort of person like I I have like a best friend who's very similar to you, you know, yeah. very openly gay. Like to me, well, I'm constantly making jokes with him about, you know, gay lifestyle, gay culture, because I don't want him to think that it's something that I even think about when I'm with him. I'm just like, yeah, he's recently got engaged. You know, we constantly, you know, I constantly share jokes with him because it's like this is normal. I'm to me, it's to me, I see it as normalizing it. I think if I didn't. Yeah. That's my way of seeing humor. If I pretended that your sexuality was something that I couldn't joke about, it's me even saying like it's not. I can't talk about it. It's like, no, I make jokes about Paolo being a dirty whore because I'm embracing his sexuality. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? That's how I would justify it. I would say I'm embracing who I Paolo mean, is. I didn't say. All I'm gonna say is you got it correct because I didn't say <laughs> how I see it. It's when I saw you, like when I met you on stereo, I kind of like had that same vibe with you. So. I felt like when I first, like, had, like, introduced you in some way with the voice notes and the live um, episodes and stuff like that, I assumed, like, you you were a sarcastic person. You were, like, a very funny person. So I already knew that. So that's why I knew, like, we're going to get on famously. So I have no problem with that. But I can see how, was it, sometimes when... I go on lives and you go really hardcore and everyone just gets like really pissy with you. I was that I get from their side, but at the end of the day, I have to sometimes remind them like the other day on Discord, like we appreciate you for what you do. And yeah. we appreciate what you do for the community on Sarah, blah, 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 and all this stuff. But at the same time, like just reminding people he might be was it acting like uh, was a, a cheeky cunt, but he's he's a mm. lovable guy, you know. Yeah, but I think you know, I you know, I I would hope if any if I said anything that went too far, I hope people can bring it to me as an adult. You know, that's what I hope the community is. You know, I if mm. I make something that's too far, I hope that someone can come to me and go, do you know what? I know what you're trying to do, but that to me is just too far, and I will be I will take that on board straight away. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm fully aware a lot of the comments and accents I do are very close to to the insensitive and racist, you know, level. But mm-hmm. I only do them because as far as I'm concerned, I've, you know, people like Josh and stuff, I've spoken to them and they and they endorse it and they go, actually, I find it funny. But then again, yeah. 
there, if there's someone that turned around, like if I did it about Portuguese culture and you said, actually, that's not funny to me, then I would stop. Mm -hmm. Of course I would. Yeah. Because I have to respect, because I understand that something's only funny if the person in that culture finds it funny. Otherwise it's then it's just yeah. insensitive. So I, oh, I feel like I've got, I feel like I've got the balance between it's about who finds it funny rather than just being funny. Like, you know, same reason I can do Jamaican accents with Ben because he's from that generation and we do it together, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's not about insensitivity. It's about, it's about creating, you know, almost like, you know, I, again, these it's, it's for me, it's, it's like these things are not things that are, it's not a big deal. You know, mm -hmm. I'm white, you're black, you have different upbringing, you're a sing like for Josh, right? He's black, single father, but to me, it's like it doesn't change who he is as a human being. The fact that I'm white and in a marriage doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The fact that he grew up in North London doesn't change who he is as a person. And we can laugh about the behaviors of some people because ultimately we're mocking the bad people, not the good people. You know, if you make fun yeah, of, exactly. you know, if you, mm -hmm. if you were to make fun of white homophobic people, I would laugh at it. Because I know that there are unfortunately people in my circles or in my ethnicity that still are still homophobic. And it's hilarious to think that someone can still be homophobic, you know, mm, like it's yeah. upsetting. But it's, also, it's for me, you know, how would you want to look at it? Do you want to get upset by it or do you want to get uh, or do you want to laugh at them? That's the way I look at it. I just see it as just like I have no time for you. I have no patience and like whatever comments you want to like bring i'm just like not here for it so i just walk away and just be like bye i have a life yeah. to get onto, you know i have a life and i have some biscuits to make i got no time for you <laughs> <laughs> so another question i usually ask the guests on tea time is would you like to share with the audience where are you in the world right now and how is your lockdown situation so me and my lovely wife, we live in the southwest of England in a little place called Cainsham. And for those who want a bit more of an idea where that is, Cainsham is situated between uh, Bristol, which is the big city in the southwest, and mm -hmm. Bath, Chippenham and Swindon. So we're, we're a little bit under Bristol, essentially. We're like just underneath Bristol. But Love Bristol's it. the big city, you know, and we, a lot of what we do is in Bristol. We both go, we both study and work in Bristol. So, you know, we're just mm -hmm. in it. We're just comfortable enough where we can afford to live outside a big city, but have access to it. So that's where we are. Nice. That's, where I, that's where I live. And lockdown's been, you know, it's definitely been tough on my mental health, but, you know, having a partner makes things a lot easier. And that's, uh, that's not a humble brag. That's just, I think, a fact of life. You know, mm. and I think it, it's been definitely a learning point for me to understand that, you know, it, not everyone has got their partner with them or there are certain circumstances, you know, but we've had ups and downs. But I think, you know, it's been a it's been it's been good. And I'm looking forward to what the future future brings. Lovely. I was going to say, how was your how was your experience with the first one, though, the first lockdown? Um, the first lockdown was probably a lot harder than me on the because because of my uh, mental health, because I spent time because I have anxiety, social anxiety and depression. So I spent the first yeah. lockdown. I spent a I spent a large part of uh, six months of my life in self in lockdown in its in its own way. 
So like I was completely isolated from the world because I couldn't I couldn't go out. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. this is like bringing back a few memories for me, but I, you know, I'm used to it now, and I've managed to get back on the horse, as it were. Mm-hmm. Would you say was there? Would you say now the lockdown nowadays seems much more easier than the beginning? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's almost going to be pretty. It's going to be hard to get back to norm to normal. I think a lot of people are going to struggle to get back into the yeah. system, you know, you know, getting I back know. to work, mm-hmm. getting back into normality. So, but I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, yeah. we're in a routine. I'm, I'm, we're in a routine lockdown now, where you know I do things like stereo, Discord. I situate my day and exchanges around the app, you know. And at some point, I have to get back out and focus on my career, and you know, and that will mm-hmm. be that. Will be so yeah i was gonna say come uh, come may june time that's when everything will seem to be back on order i guess you know mm. well, I you're gonna be... sorry yeah i was gonna say sorry i was gonna say um it's funny how to see it th- this way now because like it's just a couple of months until it seems like reality might come back on order but it's like reality wise it's been like almost 2 years in the making you know mm. but yeah what were you going to uh, say i was going to say you know at some you know at some point you're going to be going back i presume you're going to be going back to uh working in your working well hopefully working in your kitchen full time you know so i think you know but i you think know, everyone's going my kitchen for dirty sugar is actually in my house you do realize that it's a licensed kitchen. At, at the moment, yeah, but obviously, with any luck, you've said you want to open a shop and you want to get your, you know, what I'm saying is, oh, is yeah, we're going to yeah. start, we're going to start doing things in the outside world at some point, yeah. and I think that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, all of our friends probe me. I didn't. Uh, I was. Uh, I see stereo as like a thing for me to practice on because, like, I do kind of like want to go for like a radio job perhaps like a podcasting job in the future so for me being on Sarah it's like a good practice for myself to actually do interviews such as tea time with yourself today and yeah likewise yeah I think it's a it's an I've it's an interesting um what's it called it's an interesting introduction for a lot of people because I would never see myself doing something like this and then and now I've you know I did three and a half hours with Jess today and I'm doing, you know, a talk with you today, tea time with you. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a talk tomorrow with someone. So it's going to be. Yeah, a... I was going to say, how was the conversation with Jess um, this afternoon? Well, it was great. And thank you for chiming in. I think, you know, it was great. To, uh, it was great to create a space where everybody could just say, well, here's a topic. Here's what I think. And there was no sort of judgment. It was just a open thought mm-hmm. experiment really cool because you know a lot of people have a lot of different experiences like you have you will have a complete different experience to me because you know i you will know people who will you will know plenty of people that will di- identify as women in very different ways so to you know whereas yeah. i might only know the one type of identification of women whereas you mm-hmm. you know you might know 
trans men and uh you know trans men cis men gay men gay women you know women's a mm. much larger term uh so it was interesting to hear certainly from a lot of women and and you know uh, i was actually gonna say this a lot of people don't realize in my actual life even though people assume that i'm quite bougie i'm actually a little bit on the ratchet side like i always tell Vinny. I'm that, like, the title of Vizilia Banks' album, like, Broke with <laughs> Expensive Food. So that's basically my life, really. I'm I'm technically broke, but I like the bougie lifestyle. But you, was it, you said it correctly. I do was it, associate myself with, like, trans people, um, um, gay people, freaking women themselves. So I feel like, was it, I feel like it's because, like, it's due to being in London because London is so diverse, you get yeah. mixtures of life in one place, you know. And I grew, I grew up with these kind of people, you know. Yeah, yeah. and I think Josh Ooh. said it best for me, where, where he said that he said that he said that Paolo's bougie, but don't forget where Paolo came from. You know, there's a real London in there. You know, you may be, you know, you know, you may be bougie and you may want to go to a little bit, but there's still a person who grew up in real London and still knows, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, do you remember... I was going to say, do you remember when Adora Delano, when she came into work with him and she said, oh, I'm from Azusa, I will stab a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm basically, I, I can basically safely say, I'm from Green. I will stab a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we get into these topics, let's play a few ditties and see what it's saying. Hello, you two beautiful human beings. I'm here to get some hints and tips of what's going to go down in two hours for moi. Uh, anyway, ready to get deep and mucky with mucky. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> Mama, welcome. And I love how I'm doing like a back-to-back tea time tonight. So yeah, this gives you a real chance just to know what we're talking about. Because she messaged me, like she messaged me with a reply of her messages, and she was just like, "Yeah, I'm shit scared, like about this conversation." She'll be nervous, you know. I just said, "Listen, you're gonna be talking with the spice hysteria. I feel like you're gonna be." You're gonna be way too comfortable with, like, with my conversation with you, you know. But hey, her. Um, let's take another dada. Yo, what's good with the stream? What's good, man? It's good, Craig. What's good. Yes, welcome, welcome to tea time. I hope everyone has a cup of tea and joining into the conversation, you know. Hey, Maki. Hey, Paolo. Um, Maki, you're looking fabulous. And Paolo, you always look fabulous. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Nope. And also, if anyone catches me saying um, yes three times and then doing the worst tongue pop and just saying no afterwards, that's that's just like I'm trying to catch, like, do a catchphrase, guys. So. Like, you know, the catchphrase is basically, I can't do a fucking tongue pop. So I'm just like, hey, you know, hey, ho. So, yes, 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 no. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> okay, next did it. What's your career, um, Mr. Mr. Mus- 
I'm currently he's asked my career so I'm I've been into I've been in music for a while I'm currently finishing my degree in music management and considering taking a master's in uh teaching within music at a degree level so that's my that's me working in the music industry and and uh probably degree level teaching hopefully with any with any uh with any rate that's what I want to do anyway Lovely. I mean, is there any other um, career goals you want to achieve later on life, further a future? Well, you know, I mean, I do. I work with bands as well. I mean, you know, if I can get a band to do something successful and I can earn profit from working with a band that I love, that's all good. I think mm-hmm. there's a certain risk to that industry, to, to well, to our industry where I have to look at that's cool but i also need to think about having enough money to actually live and support mm-hmm. a wife and, and potentially some children in the not too distant future so it's a bit like there's there's two sides to the career there's the there's the securement of finance and then there's mm-hmm. the doing the grind on the part time as well to get other things going so it's very much like a uh, yeah it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of grinding basically but I love also, I love how you're hustling through life. I really love this because, like, it seems like you want to go for a balanced, structured, uh, structured and organized um, path in your life, and it just seems like it seems like you know what you're doing. Well, I've had a lot. I've had a lot of stuff going on, like going through anxiety, medication, depression, and all this. You know, you re- I'm I'm essentially a couple of years behind my peers because mm. I'm I'm still finishing my degree at 28. The majority of people that are finishing their degree are at 22, 23, 24, right? So I'm yeah. a couple of I'm a, good, I'm a good four or five years behind people that I grew up with. So there's a little bit of like that's kind of put me into you know I I feel like I have to be in that mindset because the yeah. things that I want to do when I finish uni have you know go into a good paying job and have a child are not going to concern those that are my that are 23 24 they concern me at 23 and 24 Mm. so i think it's all it's you know i've had to adapt to my circumstance which is fine you know that's what you do in life and i think you know i'm not going to pretend i'm not getting towards 30 and i want to have a family that's just silly yeah so it's you know I've, it's it's about having to adapt to and this is why i think mental health is really important to talk about because it does drastically change plans and lives and the yeah, majority exactly. of people the majority of people don't go through childhood and come out the other side completely unscathed most people will end up delaying their plans at least once or twice because you know with mental mm-hmm. health is a real thing you know it can really affect people my brother was also out of school for a good two years with depression so our family's had it gone through the gone through the uh proverbial windmill with everything so mm-hmm. we're experienced people this year that was that i love that mm-hmm. okay so we're gonna pause on these ditties are you ready for your first topic of the evening i am okay just to remind everyone um, about Tea Time, Tea Time is basically getting to know 
our special guest of the evening. So our first special guest, um, before we get into Positive Mama, is Mr. Mucky. And Tea Time is basically about getting to know someone about their lives and what inspires them today and what influences them as well. So let's get into the first topic. The first one was a person of influence and admiration. And who did you choose tonight? Uh, I chose Eddie Izzard. Yes, okay. Why him? Or why them? Why, uh, yeah, why that? Well, many different reasons, really. I mean, um, so there's there's the Eddie Izzard that I grew up with, and the Eddie Izzard. I believe they. I believe that she's pronounced. She goes by her now, doesn't she? I'm just gonna call them they, just in case, because like I don't want to offend anyone. So I'm just gonna say it's they. Fine. Right, so so the reason I chose Eddie Izzard because when growing up they were you know they were the epitome of pushing freedom of identity. So you for like Glorious and Dressed to Kill were like ninety seven, ninety eight, mm-hmm. like like a comi- a, a a very you know a very you know quite staunchy you know um uh well man at the time. Mm-hmm. wearing exactly what they wanted to and it's to the point of where a lot of people thought it was a joke you know they thought it was part of the act but it's only in retrospect you realize that it wasn't it wasn't um actually an act it was a expression and i've mm-hmm. just i just found to be funny and to completely break down those realms of gender sexuality he also performs in multiple different languages what they sorry um and i think that like they i find that like listening to them they just sort of they just talk it's like hearing someone just talk about anything and it's hilarious and i think there's other things that they've done like they've been very politically active and obviously recently joining a number of other celebrities who are re you know re-establish their gender and identity which i think for someone of you know they've done marathon running i think i just they inspire me just because of the amount that they have done constantly pushing back and it's you know and a lot Mm -hmm. i don't think a lot of people expected it to come from them they were like oh this is you know you know this this is this is Mm -hmm. so yeah very much so but I was I, gonna I say, say, I was gonna say, have you been to any of his shows? Have you have you met the guy? I haven't, but I would love to. The problem is, is that uh, it's super fucking expensive. <laughs> no, I would, so I would go, I would go. No, but the point is, I would. So, mm-hmm. but I live very vicariously through because of my own sort of you know, anxieties and stuff and whatever. Yeah. I live vicariously through watching the documentation of people. So I have watched most of his stand-up, her, him, them, and stand-up. Everything from sort of Define Article, Glorious, Dress to Kill, you know, Sexy, mm-hmm. Stripped, you know, all of these, you know. And it, it's also a figure that pops up all the time, I think. The iconic one for me is in the... I think it's dressed to kill 
where she's wearing yeah. a um, she's wearing a traditional uh, Chinese. I don't know what it's called. I have no idea what it's called, but in the uh, you know, it was just, it was, maybe it was there. Maybe it was there. We can figure out what it is. It's like it's like a full length dress, but the cut goes. So the cut goes along. It's like it, you. It's it's like you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You, you. It's almost like it looks like going up. I'll tell you what's best. Let me. Okay. Let me. Let me just send you, and you might be able to look at it and go, "Oh, it's that." Okay. I'll send you something over there. Where's Paolo? You're there. That's too long. I'm just going to take a screenshot. <laughs> so the best thing about me is like, they're one of the only comedians who's made me laugh in a language that I don't speak. So they do a whole sketch about French or the French language and speaking French. And it's hilarious. And I don't even speak a word of French. And But for me, for that is that pure talent. Talent oh, and understanding. Yeah, it's, it's a, I swear it's like a, um, it's def. I think it's definitely an Oriental dress. I just can't remember. Yeah, what I know the, what you mean. I can't remember what the name of it is. Mm-hmm. But that to me, that to me is like iconic because it's like there's there's like there's no hyperbole in that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, this is just what it is, and and this was to an American audience as well. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it was. It was an American audience, and I think just it just the. It was in California. Just the raw, subtle, but raw, um, you know, lack. I've always been a fan of people that are like, uh, will like not conform. People that challenge, you know, anything. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's always good to, um, it's always good to challenge what you think is real and always question things and have an open discussion. Mm-hmm. So that's that to me was the beginning of of me going. Well, actually, art is everything. What we say it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna was it, I'm gonna quickly uh, remind the viewers of Eddie, um, Eddie Izzard. Basically, um, they speak French and has performed stand up shows in the language from 2014. She began to perform in. German, Spanish, Russian, and Arabic languages that she did not previously speak. So yeah, this is quite impressive, you know. Are you are you familiar with their work? I mean, I don't. I know as uh, Eddie Izzard, and I know of his work, but I don't follow him as much as probably you do. Um, I wouldn't say like I. I, I... I wouldn't say I follow him so much. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, as it as everyone will probably see, there's definitely a trend that runs through all of my answers. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that was on my mind. And I kind of came to the, this question last because, and I was like, well, who is someone I really admire? And it was kind of, you know, but mm-hmm. I did also put a lot of genderqueer icons in general. Anyone who's genderqueer, I think, I think there is a what they what's being done for that community through people like drag queens and, uh, you know, all sorts of RuPaul, etc. I think it's transforming the 
it's certainly transformed my identity and i think mm-hmm. it's transforming it's transforming loads of people's identity and creating this beautiful melting pot of fluidity of expression which as mm-hmm. someone who is massively extroverted i love you know mm-hmm. so, i love it too i mean was that i've actually i've actually told myself sometimes like time after time like would i look good in a dress would i look good was it with like female outfits and like i've come to the conclusion yes yes i do and i would look fabulous in them and i wouldn't give a shit really so the uh, the biggest the most frustrating thing for me in lockdown is i bought i pl- finally plucked up the courage to buy my first pair of high heels in long high heel boots and i haven't had the chance to wear them out to my friends yet because i've haven't had a chance i haven't been able to go anywhere but what I kind of wanted, high heels did you get? Um, I got uh, there's a photo. There's a photo. I'll find it. There's some. I, I don't know if it's even in the Discord. I'll find it. Let okay. me search it and I'll send it to you. But I got, I got a pair of boots from ASOS, and they're they're killer. They're they're amazing. I've always I wanted. So so that to me was like the first step. And as well, it was like I showed it to my family, and my family were all like, "Oh wow, they look really cool." And that was like, "Wow, I can do this," and no one actually. You know, listen. Try wearing them in London, when no one will give a, a, a flying fuck and not, not even judge you. They'll just be like, "Eh, just another person on high heels." You know, probably yeah. seen it so many times. You know. Well, I think that's that's an interesting difference between London and the Southwest, though, isn't it? Yeah. How is it in the Southwest? Do you think it's was it? It's it's um like getting accepted more or would you say it's still like work in process um i don't think i could answer that question because i i think that would be like me making a judgment on the acceptance in london you know i think it's you have to experience it i maybe wasn't as familiar with how Mm -hmm. open everybody is and i was in i was impinging my own thoughts of what people thought and actually i bought heels and everyone's like great do what you want yeah you know? so so it just, seems like, it just seems like it's just like a any other person wanting to wear high heels you know yeah there they are yeah exactly okay so before we get into your second topic of the evening let's play a few ditties and see what they're saying evening guys hope you're well yeah, lockdown's pants, man. It's done me in. The first lockdown, five days after we went into it, I had my first baby, so that was really shit and lovely altogether. It was crap in the fact that for months and months, no one could meet her. But on the other hand, it was lovely having her. She's she's a she's a diamond. She's lovely. Um, I think what I'm finding hard this time round is the weather is making a real difference and it's making it a lot harder to manage the lockdown and there's less to be able to do because it's cold, wet, windy, winter, it's just pants. Uh, but yeah, I hope you're all well. Thank you for chiming in. Yes. I don't know about you, but I know so many, like so many people who have given birth during the first and to this continuous lockdown that we're currently on. And I'm just like thinking like, are people just like so bored that like just just like popping babies out of nowhere? Like, you know, 
I'm bored. Let's have a baby, you know? <laughs> I mean, it had crossed my mind. I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I know... No, I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking. I probably know at least four or five people who have given birth during, like, since the pandemic started. I was just, like, thinking, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? So the heels I've got are Cupid heels. Cupid heel <laughs> ankle boots. That's what I've got. Ooh. Okay, wait. I'm going to oh, see same, same, same picture twice, and there you go. That's the one you want. Oh, shit. That looks fabulous. You look really good in them. I like it. I haven't had a chance to properly wear That was literally just what I was wearing, and I put them on. So I haven't had a chance to properly wear them out. But Okay. My suggestion is, if you're going to wear those heels, I wear, where was it? Black skinny jeans. Don't wear white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I was literally, I'll, I'll like, oh yeah, black skinny jeans, and I've got, I'll have black skinny jeans, and I've got like a floral waistcoat that I'd wear with it. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, if you can find one of those dungarees with the, um, like the skinny leg fit, you know. Well, this is probably, you know, this is this is what's put, this is what it's all pushing to. I'm really starting to be more gender fluid with my, um, uh, clothing. Yes, yeah. I, I fucking love it. And as we'll get on to, you know, this is all down to uh, what I, you know, this, but also what I am, um, what I, a certain, certain uh, TV series I watched that helped me change my outlook as a, you know, as a person. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I want to say it, but I also don't want to jump in. And I was like, this is Paolo's tea. I'm going to let Paolo guide it. Yeah. But, you can yeah. say whatever you want. This is your moment. But just realize, like, you have until 11 o'clock to say what you want to say, you know? <laughs> it, it it all links in. This is all about this. For me, this tea time is for me is and the chance to really talk to someone in the LGBT community and say, actually, I I came out, I, you know, started identifying as, as just queer. The, yeah. Like, in the, in the beginning of this lockdown. Like, I don't, identify as anything else it's i'm i'm i will wear heels and i will actually i well it's not even that i wear heels i will just wear what i want to wear at this point and it took me a while yeah. to get to that point like mm-hmm. and i and but i literally turned around to my partner i was like look you need to tell me what is to what you think is too far and she said well that's not the point she said she said if you want to wear what you want to wear that's fine she said the only issue i will have is if it makes you look like shit she's like i don't care <laughs> Well, no, she said, I don't care if you wear play suits, but if you wear a play suit that isn't supported for your, you know, assets as a man, it's going to look mm. like shit. Yeah. She's saying. So, like, I want, so, like, I've been obsessed with black milk since I can remember. Like, black milk black leggings. Milk. I've been Wait, obsessed. hold on. Did you just say black milk? Yeah. What is that? Are you not? Oh, my God. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> open this web, open that web page up black milk you know black milk are like they do they just do you, so the one so so the reason that i did, decided to do this is because i as a man got really sick of being dictated to to wearing dark boring colors as my wardrobe yeah. i've never liked that ever 
never liked mm. him. Right. So I was like, well, fuck it. Why am I doing this? You know, when I can. So black, black milk basically make leggings, dresses uh, and pants. The most, the most like outward extroverted patterns you've seen. And they're amazing. I love them. I think they're the best thing ever. And, uh, but the thing is, they are so fucking expensive. They are $119. Like, holy fuck. But it's like the best thing I've ever seen. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is such bullshit. I want to wear colors like that. I was like, why can't I wear? So the, it all started because um, me and my partner we were shopping in Bristol. And we yeah. mentioned, you remember, do you remember, do you, do you ever have Motel Rocks? You know, do you know Motel Rocks? Yeah. The brand. So we went to a Motel Rocks, right? And she picked out, I saw these Galaxy um, trousers, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, she saw them and she was like, oh, I really like them. I'm going to try them on. I'm like, okay. And she was like, mm, they don't quite fit me. And I literally turned to her. I was like, well, I really like them. Can I try them on? And she was like, if you want. And it just went from and I tried them on and that was it. That was it. Like they were mine and I bought them and I had them for a while. And I'll I will get you a photo. I'll put it in the Discord yeah. as well. I just realized I'm not I'm not uh sharing anything I'm saying in the Discord, but so <laughs> those are the heels I've got. Okay, whilst you send that to me, I'm gonna play another ditty and see what you're saying. Hi guys, good evening. Hope you're having a good time. I'm hearing lots of stuff about London. Yay, London. Yes, I'm from London, Kiara. So, yes, Londoners. Amazing. Okay, let's be another did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. What's happening, lads? Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard yet. Yeah. It's like Y A S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S S Okay, okay. Let me see why. Um, did you send it to me, or did you put it on Discord? I'm oh, wait, still, no, I'm still Discord. Find, I'm still finding the photo of those leggings, but I will send it to you. Okay. Whilst you do that, <laughs> I'm gonna play one more ditty, and then we're gonna get into your next subject. I've got a catchphrase for you. Attitude check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Back rolls. Excuse you, Jess. I am not silky nutmeg ganache. Okay, that is like. Not my not my queen, okay? And I'm not excited for her to come back on All Stars. Thank you. I was gonna I was gonna say silky nutmeg gamash is a bit of a no. Bit of a no, <laughs> gonna be honest. Kind of she annoyed me. She was a no ever since we found out that she uses Sharpie as a fucking eyebrow pencil. Okay. <laughs> Can we oh, talk? Can we talk? <laughs> uh okay. Are you ready for your second second topic of the evening? Yes. Okay. One second. Okay. So this is um, another topic based on your life and where it currently is right now. What inspires it? 
So the second topic is a location slash destination which you have fond memories of. Do you wanna do you know what you wanna talk about? Um yeah, I do. I do. I'm actually gonna change what I put in the thing because I was thinking of my hometown, but I'm gonna go back to this London thing. And I want to tell the story of how I played the night that I played the most outwardly extroverted gay club in my career. So I used to be, (laughs) and this is all true. I used to be in a band. I used to be in a tribute band to the doors, right? You know, so from the sixties. So we would play all the door songs and we got an email from this guy who called himself the, he called himself the count. That was his type. So that knows where we're going. Okay. And he yeah. said, I run this club in London called D- Die French Musa. Or Die French Musa is what it was called, which is uh, whatever it is. Basically, it was this late night club. It was in the middle of uh, like, like, like posh London, like in the middle of. It was like a couple of maybe a stone's throw for Piccadilly Circus or something. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like it wasn't like this. It was this nice, nice club. Right. So we were there because we played vintage doors music where everyone could like get down, you know. But the things I saw at that in the club changed my outlook for life, because let me give you a rundown of the sort of things that were there. So we were there. There were there was a Japanese um uh, uh, bondage rope artist. I think it's called Shatiri. Ch- <laughs> this is in the club, right? This is entertainment of the club. There was uh, I met this woman called uh, Suzuki Ahara, who asked me to play drums for her. She was a uh, erotic dancer, and okay. uh, I spent and I was I was about I was nineteen at this point, mind nineteen years old drumming along to the, to this velvet underground fucking music while this beautiful woman dances about like in you know not a lot of clothing you know mm-hmm. um there was body painting there was you know very exotic shots on the door it was that sort of night you know people of all sorts of walk of life very gender fluid you know i wouldn't know I saw- was there before that you continue what what place is this exactly? So this you know is the club. name. It, yeah, it was called the. Uh, I think the the French Musa. It was cool, but I think it's gone out of business. That's why it's. Oh, here we go. Actually, no, it's oh, okay. Let me send it to you. Okay. Let me send you to you. All right. Do you want me to read the synopsis? Let me read the. Uh, so. The French Music hosts beautifully themed parties in unique, intimate venues around London. Our parties combine live music, Europe's finest performance art and burlesque, visuals, film and London's foremost DJ spinning rare and authentic music. Whether recreating the atmosphere of early 20th century Berlin cabaret or the spirit of 1960s pop culture, the French Musée invites you to step through the doors of your imagination and enter a private world where you can rax and unwind and party until dawn. That's the vibe. Oh That's the vibe. So why, it's very, why have I never heard of this place in my life? It's very, uh, it's very Velvet Underground, darling. It's very, you know, eyes wide shut sort of things. Listen, <laughs> if you ever come to London, you have to drag me there. Like, 
I'm, that's the thing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because they haven't posted since 2016. I think it's gone out. This is the thing. Oh, I think sure. it went under. It's really, you know, really if you type it on Google search, perhaps you can find out whether it's temporarily closed or if it's permanently closed on TripAdvisor. Actually, TripAdvisor. Well, that's, that's the that's the Facebook page there. Okay. Uh, let me dig a little deeper because I'm pretty sure I can get photos from the night that I was there. It's very, but when it's very. When did this happen exactly? In which year? Oh God, this would have been. Uh, I have a photo that I have a photo on my Facebook, which will tell me how long ago it was. It was quite a while ago. Quite the quite the scandal, actually. <laughs> <laughs> In this case, yes, yes, indeed. It was, it was, it was, how, uh, this happened in 2011. So how old were, would you, would have you been in this time? 18. Just turned 18. Did you, was it, did you used to be one of those teenagers who used to go clubbing really early on? Like that's the thing. No, I didn't used to go clubbing. The only, the only reason I went is because it was a paid gig. I went because I was being, we got paid. We got paid to be there and we got put up. It was a, it was a fucking experience. I have to tell you that. Right. Did you want that? I feel like, I feel like in these, in these kind of like situations, like, like you would like take drugs or you would see people take drugs. Oh like, yeah. Would it, be, would it have been like one of those like psychedelic kind of situations? Oh yeah, yeah, there were people taking cocaine off off each other. You know, it was you know it was quite the experience. But obviously, this is I was in the middle of my own things and anxiety, so I didn't touch any drink or drugs. Other people I were with did. I didn't touch it. God no. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, sorry, I'm trying to like chat, but also try and I know there's a there's a photo collection somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's like. Right, let me, let me, yeah, it must have been, this is basically, it was in Covent Garden, that's where it was, this is how posh it was, so it was a private party in Covent Garden, that's, you know, this this is how bougie we're talking right now, you know, this is, I'm going to put some photos in the Discord of stuff that I found from the night, you know, body painting, you know, it was really that sort of Mm -hmm. vibe, you know what I mean? My favourite thing from the night is the fact that I was at the drums, and after our performance, there was a Marilyn Monroe stripper who came out to perform. And uh, you know how burlesque dancers and stuff, they turn around to reveal their boobs. They'll do it away from the audience. Yeah. Well, I was sat behind in front of the audience because I hadn't had a chance to get off stage. Right. Yeah. So this, ma- this beautiful woman, mind, Marilyn Monroe impersonated, turns around and just rips her top off in front of me. And I'm just there like... <laughs> At 18 years old, just like, what What do I do? What do I do in this situation with these boobs in my face? What do, what, what do I even do anymore? And I just remember my friends saying after me, they said, they sh- you should have seen your face. You look like a fucking kid in a candy store. That's what they said. This woman just ripped her top off in front of me. So I bet mean, I mean, your eyes just went real big. They did, yeah. Like, my my wow, eyes just out my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like proper, like fucking... <laughs> Proper, like, you know, the mask, like, a wooga sort of thing, you know. My <laughs> eyes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that sort of shit. It was it was mental. It was a mental mental time. Oh my but God, yeah, that, that was an experience seeing just like women in their twenties and thirties, just like really scantily clad and just fucking pouring paint over each other. Yeah, I'm looking at the pic- right. the picture. The picture looks. Yeah, I found, I found. I found. So if you go on the Facebook page and go back to their earliest pictures in 2011, it was at yeah. the Adam Street Private Members Club. That's where it was. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to see where that is for people who live in London, but I. Uh, this is how young I was. Like I, I had no idea where I was. I was just, I was just there. You know, <laughs> just, this is just what's happening now. Okay, I think the club is shut down as well, so it's all a bit, it's all a bit eyes wide shut. But I'll put it all in there. Yeah, here we go. So every photo you see, you have to remember most of these things I saw with my own eyes. At about eighteen years old, like yeah. a few feet away, it's quite the experience. And obviously, there'd be proof there because there are some where you can see me in them, and I just kind of look like <laughs> there's one of me there. There you go. <laughs> I'm just thinking I'm playing music, and I'm fucking got this woman dancing around me, being like, "Oh yeah," quite the experience. Ooh. Very bougie. There she is. Oh, Marilyn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh There's going to be some embarrassing photos going in this Discord. That's that's <laughs> the classic photo. That is, that is I've got, I found the post-boob shot photo. But there, oh my God. So yeah, that was quite the experience at 18 years old. But, you know, it's, it's, I'm trying not to go on a massive nostalgia trip now. It was quite the night. It was quite a scandal, actually. <laughs> it, uh, wait till you see the photos, darling. It's quite the scandal. Yeah. Okay, so is there any further uh, like, additional information you want to add to this topic before we move on? Uh, uh, you know, I think that experience of experiencing the fluidity of adult culture actually really opened my eyes when mm-hmm. I was that you know you know at 18 years old seeing coming from my background and seeing a woman smoke a cigarette in front of my drum kit and then paint herself in front of it that's gonna it's gonna change your perspective on a lot of things you know it's very it was it's very um very art you know very art oh it was <laughs> very art yeah it was that sort of very you know it was it was a fucking experience and i wouldn't have changed it for the world if anything i wish i had been further i wish i'd been more aware about what was going on you know because isn't that that the beauty of the experience that you had hence why you're talking about it today it's the story i always go back to just because it's uh And also, you it's, know what they say as well. If you if you had the fondest memories of that specific moment, it's best not to relive it again because, like, usually the second time is not as impressive as the first time. You know. Yeah. Well, they're all they're all hitting the Discord now. So if you go into the <laughs> spice, spicy Paolo Pereira chat, you will see all of them in all their glory. I mean, God. 
I'm getting I'm getting spammed. Okay. Are you putting it in my Discord page? I don't know which page um I'm yeah. supposed to look at. They're just loading a minute. So I'm sending about oh, one, two, three, four. Oh, okay. Sending okay, about okay. ten. You'll see them start to appear now. Oh, look at it that! Was, yeah. Look at that! Fabulous. Jesus, you, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of those. Um, uh, have you heard of those um events? Sing the pink. I have, yeah. It kind of, kind of has like a very sink the pink kind of vibes, you know. Yes, and also quickly, just to get a heads up, Bex just just tag me with the boots. Is this for Daniel Bex, or is this for her? She's getting the same boots her. as you, by the way. Got the same boots as me. Okay. Alright. <laughs> yeah, I was like thinking, why why is there a picture of the same boots? I was like, okay. She's <laughs> getting the same boots. Who are it best? Yeah, so there you oh, can see like the Japanese The Japanese uh you know, the Japanese bondage art and all sorts. So you see what sort of party it was, don't you? Like, did you see the count? He's the host mm -hmm. with his fucking glitter in like pink choke mate. That says it oh all really. God. Fabulous. So yeah, and you that know, was you know, that was you haven't you haven't really changed much in the face as well. You still look young in the face. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't think you've changed to be honest. You still look the same. I think I've just been i I've just thinking I'm in constant shock from that night, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna oh, lie, Paolo. I saw a lot of legs, and I saw a lot of leg hair on a lot of these women. I'm just saying that was a bit of an eye opener for me. When you're talking to a woman, she turns around and you see loads of leg hair. You kind of think, okay, that's the thing now, right then? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Banks are saying size six for Daniel? Question mark. When you describe them, Maki, before you show them, we got the Google response and. Out of all of them, I picked my favorite and then decided that Daniel needed to buy them for me for my birthday, which is soon. So send me your business and I'll share it. <coughs> I'm so confused. Is she talking to me or is she talking to you? What business? Is she gonna? I think <laughs> she wants to put on one of these parties now. She's like, yes, the bay tree. The bay tree does burlesque. <laughs> Listen, the Baytree can do burlesque any day. I'll be there. I'll be I'll, I'll be up for that. Yes. Banks would be Marilyn basically, you know. <laughs> yeah. And also this is like this is like so we played music. We played music at like eleven o'clock yeah. till midnight, and then we played again at two o'clock in the morning. So it was that mm -hmm. sort of vibe. Like it was a long night. We were there from about nine o'clock till four or five AM. Like yeah. it was a long fucking night, and we were, you know, <laughs> hang backstage with this Marilyn Manson and Manson Marilyn Monroe in person. It was, it was crazy, absolutely craziest night of my life by far. 
<laughs> but well, you know, I think it, I think I think it made it clearly made a big impression on me because it means that you know now I I'm more open to these things because a lot of things I see now it's like well I've seen it all you know mm-hmm. openness with like pet play and stuff it's like yeah I've seen Marilyn Monroe pour champagne over herself in front of me like I was I you know and it wasn't like I looked at that and was like oh that's weird why is she doing that. Because yeah. and because I think nobody else was saying that as well, you know, it must mm-hmm. have had an impression on me because that was a true acceptance, you know, acceptance yeah. mode. Really, everyone and accepted I, that. You, as, you were there. You got it on the money because at the end of the day, I always say to people, if you don't experience, if you if you if you feel if you begin, okay, let me rephrase that. If you are closed-minded and you don't was it you don't be open to this kind of situations you're gonna you're just gonna grow up uh, like further in future not realizing what like life is doing like life in process is going through you know so closed-minded people are the ones who are basically going through like okay how to explain this in, in a way what we experience in like the Black Lives Matter process and what we experience with those anti-protesters afterwards is what I'm trying to say, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Those are the those are the closed-minded people, you know? Those are the people who don't was it don't actually learn from life what is happening right right in through their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was my that, that was my experience at a underground burlesque charts in a. FYI, I feel like was it? I feel like Bex should be Marilyn. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's play a few ditties and we'll get into your next topic. Oh, they're clapping about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We are here for the tea, for the tea, for the happy on birthday tea, very happy on birthday to you. Hi, we're here. Don't know why I went a bit Mickey, kind of there. Hello, we're here for the tea. <laughs> okay. Do you want to hear how bougie this place is? I've just found it. So Adam Street Members Club is on Adam Street, which is off the Strand, opposite the uh, Andeffy Theatre, near the embankment. That's how fucking bougie it was. That is oh, how bougie wow. that was. Next, and literally, I played a private club. Basically, like bloody New York. Yeah, I played what? a private club that was a road down for the Savoy. That's how bougie that club was. Oh my god! <laughs> so you the Savoy that's the down vibe. there. You're even more bougie the, than I am. That's the vibe you get. I'll send a, I'll send a, a little screenshot for everyone. This is where it is in London. Literally, yeah. you could walk to Buckingham Palace, the British Museum, all the big places from where I was. So mm-hmm. it was quite the experiences. Yeah. Also, um, shout out to Bex. Thank you for sending that message. And thank you for uh, joining us at Tea Time with Mr. Mucky. Stay spicy, honey. Okay, next city. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, do you play any instruments? Yes, I'm a drummer. 
I think these are in thousand response, thousand response. I think you said that. Yes, well, I think I think we might be slightly behind because uh, because we've been chatting, you know, because he asked me about my career as well. But yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, if you want to copy, if you copy, want to explain what you play, and then that's that's fine with me. Really, uh, I started as a drummer. Uh, I got to grade eight as a drummer. That's where I've had all these experiences. Is but I also play other instruments like guitar, bass, and stuff. I do do singing, and I help people with singing in studio. I'm sort of a jack of all trades, master of none which is oftentimes better and not better than the master of one so who knows just okay let's play one more diddy and we'll get into your next subject hey mr mucky i never get to catch you live because you're always live when i'm working but i'm on break and i just wanted to stop by and say hey you're in you're in you're in for some for some experience let me tell you you're in for the dark Dark secrets of my life, WKD and strippers. So here we go. You're gonna, we're gonna scar your your uh, work break right now. You know, we've already we've already we've already been into the to the dark, the bougie uh, the bougie central London nightclub with the Marilyn Monroe stripper. That's all in the Discord now. You can see all. I mean, if you've seen the picture I put in, Paolo, you can't tell me she isn't stunning. Like, she it, come something. on. Like she, she um, is probably like oh my! Imagine that woman just getting her breath out of you, eighteen years old. Like, what else was I supposed to do at that point? She Paul was Mar- it. I bet was it. I bet when you saw Marilyn, you're just like, okay, how the fuck can I get rid of my fucking boner right now? You know. Well, there's a, there's a photo in there of me posting, and you can see there's definitely a little bit of a bulge going on. And it's like I'm trying to be cool, but I'm also like, fuck me, she's attractive. <laughs> fuck it out. <laughs> I love how you just said that. Now I have to go back and be like, ooh, okay, let's just see. Oh, you did have a ball. Look at you. Bless you. You were excited. You, blame- no, you cannot blame me for that woman, you know, like at 18 years no, old, it no. all shot to my fucking it shot down there. That was like, oh god, she's just derobing for me. I'm living my fucking Mr. Present fantasy. You know, it all got a bit dirty. <laughs> okay, let's move on and let's get into your next subject. So, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, this is one of my favorite topics to discuss. And I love how you just hid the the your answer from me. So let's get into it. So your next topic is a piece of music. So it could be just a specific song. It could be a full album. It could be an extensive play, which is an EP, um, a mixtape. It could be an greatest hits album. What have you chosen to discuss tonight? Well, this is the problem. I make this is the tea. Like music is like music. Is a massive part of my life. So, you know, this, it's like, how do I pick a single piece of music? There's so many. You know, this this, this is why I said it was tea, do you know what I mean? Because this is like, this is the formation of my life, is through my interaction with music, you know? Mm-hmm. I could I could I have mean, picked the doors for that show. I could have picked anything, you know? So, for me, the music mean, is has there, been there massive any part of my specific, life. Is there any specific musicians who have inspired you like at this time currently you know uh 
at the moment, I'm listening to a lot of all sorts, really. We recently got the we got the new Ash Nico album on vinyl. That was fun to listen to. She's pretty cool. Are you familiar with Ash Nico? Ash Nico. Ash Nico, yeah. I don't think I've heard of her. She's uh, she's very, she's very cool. So she she released Demi Devil, and we got that. That was very cool to listen to. Did you I say Nico? To... Nico, right? Ash Nico. As in N I C O. N I K K O. Oh. Um, but as many people know, I also listen to a lot, a lot of grime music, a lot of heavy oh, music. Oh, I know Nico. Yeah, so basically, um, has a song called "Stupid" with Young Baby Tate. Okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, her. She's really, mm-hmm. she's really uh, cool too. But yeah, I mean. I've actually was I think I've actually listened to uh, her album Demi Devil when it came out this year in January. I think I've heard of it. It's was it. It's if I'm if I'm getting it correctly, the album is like very out there. It's very like in your face, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, if um, anyone hasn't, if anyone hasn't heard of actually Nico, do you want to describe what kind of music she does exactly? I mean, she's an American singer, songwriter, and rapper, but she—it's—it's it's very female empowered music, you know. Mm-hmm. It is, you know. She's mm-hmm. great. Amazing. I'll put I'll put, uh, I'll put her album in the uh, chat as well for anyone to check out. Oh, is there any, was there, is there any other musicians you want to talk about? I know, was it? I know you said you can't figure, you can't choose just one and everything, but. I'm sure there's um, like more in, like influences in your life, you know. Yeah, so I listen. I listen to a lot of like. I grew up with a lot of American hip hop, so Exhibit, mm-hmm. Ludacris, stuff like that. I grew up with, uh, and and all and you know, I'm not ashamed to be proud of the music I grew up with. You know, I'm a massive Naughties fan because it's mm-hmm. what I grew up with. You know, yeah, Kelly Clarkson, I'm... Busted, Steps, S Club 7, Blue, Bewitched, Girls Aloud, Liberty X, Rachel Stevens. You know, these were my, these were my, this is what I grew up to. It's a soundtrack of my youth, you mm-hmm. know? I was going to say, when it comes to those kind of um, songs, like, I used to be, I used to be that person that would not listen to, like, So Solid Crew and, like, 21 seconds and stuff like that but now that i've grown up i'm just like for some reason i actually really love it so it's actually weird that the taste uh was it your taste buds of the ears changes throughout well, the I, life, I, I'm, quite happy. I'm quite happily go with taste buds you know yeah that's, you that's know? how i that's how i described it with um, orange gina before it's the taste buds to the ears you know I mean, Breakaway. I remember listening to Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. I had that on CD and I listened to it religiously. You know, like, you know, Anastasia, mm-hmm. all these things. You know, I think because I, I learned pretty 
from studying music, I learned the one thing I learned and have always held on to is that nothing is inherent. No, no music is bad, right? Yeah. If you say some, mm-hmm. if you say something is shit, it's you being naive, and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I learned. That there are things I don't like, but I will never, in all seriousness, say to anybody I meet, "What you listen to is shit," because I inherently mm-hmm. don't believe it. You know. All music is created for different people. There are things I listen to which are the heaviest and most disgustingly subjective music some people have ever heard of. But it's not shit. You know? Yeah. It's just what I it's what I can it's, it's all about what you can identify with, you know. Even stuff like, you know, I mean, I was gonna message you. Have you listened to Katya's new album that comes out that came out last year, Vampire Fitness? What ding dong with um Trixie Mattel? No, the, the, the whole album. She did a song with Alaska. To Ding Dong. Ding Dong is just like something, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's all these, there's all these, you know. I mean, is it, do you find it, do you think it's interesting that um, uh, after her elimination, Tia Coffee announced her new single? Not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about that. <laughs> It's like, oh, her new single came out February 19th, Outside In. Well, that's isn't that a coincidence? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like when Club Kids announced the uh, Ginny Lemon um, virtual drag show on the day yeah. that she got eliminated. I was just like rolling my eyes. It was like, well, doesn't that just give away the freaking, was it, the freaking spoilers, you know? Yeah, the, the reason she was there. Yeah, I mean... I tend to, you know, I tend to ignore that sort of thing because I'd hate to think that Drag Race is just about queens going to promote themselves and, you know. Yeah. Okay, before we get into your next subject, yeah, did you want to say anything further? Yeah, I was just going to... The main thing for me of music is that that the thing I've always held on to is nothing is shit music, you just don't like it. So Mm -hmm. if anyone takes anything away from this, it's that the next time you call someone else's music shit, ask yourself what you're actually saying about yourself because i've learned that actually if i hear someone say oh that's shit i actually judge someone way more harshly than if they say i vote one way or the other you know Mm -hmm. because i think for you to disregard music as shit really says something about your character and your appreciation for other people like so Mm -hmm. that's not to say i've judged anyone who said it but you know what i mean yeah it's was it it's it's I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's like basically you're degrading someone's art, art, like art form, which is music. And for yeah. if basically if you were to witness that person who sang that song and you said, "Oh, your music is shit," you're just basically degrading was the the values of what they work for so hard for, you know. So yeah, and you're also you're like also to, degrading. I don't like to say it's shit. If I if I don't like a song, I just say, "Well, it's not my cup of tea, or it's not my type of like music that I'd go for." You know, just be polite about it. Yeah, it's just not my vibe. But yeah. never discredit and never discredit any artist because even even if you don't like Katia's album, she's still got a million streams on Ding Dong and she sold a fucking shit ton of them. And I know that yeah. because. I almost, I almost bought her album on vinyl, and do you know how much she was charging for it? Like fucking thirty-five quid, and it's selling, yeah. and I know it's selling. Yeah, but 
love her, love her to bits, eh? Mm-hmm. Is she one of your... Don't mention this because uh, we're actually going to get into the next topic, which is about what you want to talk about. But let's get into these mm-hmm. real quickly and see what they're saying. Genuinely just want someone to teach me how to walk in heels. I feel really yeah. uh, jealous and I feel like it's not... Get off my pizza. I feel like it's not fair <laughs> that other people can walk in heels and I can't. Um, so... Fuck you, Mucky. <laughs> Not my joking. Um, you just, you just do you. You just do you. Sorry, all I, I believe, took from positive mama was get off my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think RuPaul, RuPaul said it best. Where uh, where where so the best way to walk in heels is you better work. There you are. Mm. That's easy. And also, um, Jess, I just want to remind you: you're probably not gonna, you're probably not the only one who probably struggles to wear high heels. Like, I'm sure there's so many people, especially men, who struggle to wear high heels, as well as women, as well as yeah, whoever, whoever basically finds it difficult, really. Yeah, I'm just responding to what's going on in Discord, and they're saying like about emotions when growing up. Sharing your music taste is actually really fucking dangerous because people mm-hmm. judge you, and I think it's wrong. I think we should be teaching, like, if people want to listen, you know, the idea that people, you know, because in the 90s, that's what it was all about, right? If you listen to a certain yeah. music, you were in that clique, but that yeah. shouldn't exist anymore. I think, you know, Josh, Josh Bartz is one of the best introductions for me. Do you know what I mean? In this thing, because Josh Bartz knows so much old school music, and it's not all rap and grime. Josh Bartz can yeah. talk to you about musical and classical music as much as he can about anything else. Listen, you know? Josh Bartz knows about the Spice Girls. I rate this guy. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah. goes to show. But can I can imagine how he would have felt trying to say to his boys, "Oh yeah, I was listening to the Spice Girls last night," because they would have been like, "What the fuck? Why are you listening to the Spice Girls?" Mm. And it's like, well, well, because 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 they're because it's great. Spice Girls were yeah. amazing. They were massive in the nineties. Mm-hmm. You couldn't not listen to the Spice Girls. Anyway, yeah, I'm rambling about the Spice Girls. Stop me. <laughs> Stop okay. me. Okay. Next dinner. Can I have some tea and biscuits? Certainly, bitch. If you have your own, I mean, I guess. But girl, I'm having my algorithm by myself. I ain't sharing a shit. <laughs> And guess what? That's the tea. Good morning, morning, lovely. So I'm just woken up and I was tuned in, and what I've heard so far has been quite informative. So awesome. Keep it up, guys. Woo! Alicia's in the building. Listen, I'm going to know Alicia a little bit better. I don't know about you, but she's a freaking, like, Shall I say, like, a, a fabulous drunk mess that I just want to, like, listen and listen to and have my eyes to her all the time. Like, I have so much time for this woman. I she, she She's she's changed her name on Stereo and, and Discord, so I have no idea where she is. I think <laughs> she's... This is what I'm talking about. This woman is, like... You know what I mean? I like it just vanished. Man. I'm like, what? I just went to tag her and I was like, oh, she doesn't even exist on Discord anymore. Okay. Well, I'll go <laughs> fuck 
last last sure, sure, one more. yeah let's play one more daily and let's get into your next subject beep 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 to you too do you want to know something mucky um speaking of body paint i have a few um experiences of this whenever girls put something over their nipples or wear a certain type of pants so they can paint pretend clothes and then they walk the streets naked even though they've got hey. painted clothes on so it's crazy why am i not surprised <laughs> you've got you've got you've got to do a tea you've got to do a tea time with hillary mind hillary has got some things that she could tell you like mm. oh Listen, this is the thing. Hillary just only just started following me on Instagram and I only just started following her back. And I just realized Hillary is actually a very beautiful Irish woman. And she's into the wedding, wedding photography and everything else. Like, I think she is, like, if I'm not mistaken. So correct me if I'm wrong, Hillary. But yeah, her Instagram is amazing. It's so beautiful. Got so many um, wedding photography uh, photos, basically. And yeah, I want to have a tea time with Hillary one day. If Hillary wants it, let me know. Just give me a, a slide a DM on my Instagram. <laughs> slide in, girl. Slide in, if you want to have pay, we're pay. Okay, let's get into your next subject. So, subject number four. Um... So this is basically, again, we're going to remind everyone what Tea Time is. It's basically a show which is based on what inspires you and influences you to be who you are today. So the fourth subject is a TV series or film that has made you to be who you are today. So what have you chosen tonight? I have chosen category is RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. So why have you chosen Drag Race? Because Drag Race was one of those things I was aware of it for a very, very long time. Uh, and I was like in this whole point of uh, do I do I watch? And I was just like, I was just like, I'm going to watch it. I'm fucking fed up. I'm like, babe, do you want to watch? Let's watch Drag Race and see what this is all about. And now we're religiously into it to the point of where I'm now getting annoyed that it's changing, you know? Drag Race mm-hmm. has done for me what it's done for a lot of uh, young men and women. And it, it's confirmed that, you know, that the idea of what makes a man a man and what makes a woman a woman and what makes a queen a queen is a complete and utter, you know, just, just it's a, it's a myth that, you you know, mm-hmm. drag queens, I you know, I'm inspired by people I see on Drag Race, I think, you know. I could, you know, Jinx Monsoon, Melilla Zuzan, Raja, Bob the Drag, all these people, Aja, yeah. you know, it's just amazing. You know, you, you, I get the, it, it to me, it's like I get so lost. I forget what that they are, you know, the other that they're actually not born because some of this just say it's, it's such a level of commitment. You mm-hmm. don't recognize these people as you know, fucking Jarek Hoffer, you know, or something like that, you know, it's a whole identity, you know, and it's amazing mm-hmm. to see it. And, and I think that's the epitome of 
of the that's the the epitome of full embodiment of what you want to be and it, it allows it's it's completely changed the conversation about what you can and can't wear what you can and can't be and it's completely mm-hmm. fired into the mainstream and it's gone in it's gone into like you know what you can wear what you want and you can be what you who you want to be and you can dress how you want to dress and you know mm-hmm. that's that's it is. so yeah. and that for me enabled me to be confident enough to go well actually i, I love this show and i around people who love it and that opinion and i want to wear heels and i want to identify as queer and you know i want to you know actually say do you know what i'm not a straight man i'm a bisexual i'm a bisexual uh i'm cis romantic but i'm completely bisexual and i have you know yeah but there's so much more to me than that you know Mm -hmm. you know i can post i can post in the discord i can post confidently co-post kitchens of my body because i'm you know i think it's a uh a great thing i think it's great that we can share pictures of our bodies and it's no there's no judgment you know what i mean I, I can post a picture of a cheeky picture of my bum sort of thing do you know what i mean it's great that we can have that you know security and just fluidity i think mm-hmm. i wanted to ask you do you remember the first time when you watched drag race do you know exactly when that was exactly it was only maybe a year. Like we binged, absolutely binged it. So I think I started watching Drag Race during or just before the season ten. Okay, so this was quite recent, like probably three years ago. Yeah, yeah, season ten or eleven, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Like this is the first season we've had to wait for it. Put it like that. Mm-hmm. In fact, no, it can't have been that early because I we watched we watched uh when was the first UK season? Okay. That that will tell you. Whenever the first UK season mm-hmm. was. I'm trying to think now when the first UK but season was. That was two years ago, because last year they had to delay it because the filming wasn't finished. We finished every single series in the first lockdown. Did we? Okay. We binged every single series in the first lockdown. Oh wow. Impressive. I mean that's so that was so that was that was UK US Yeah, UK US and All Stars. Like we watched up to All Stars. We watched it in order. That's how so we watched so you know if you go on the roof the drag race uh uh also, like, wait, my question is is that including canada as well no we couldn't get into canada for some reason but we oh, we really? essentially yeah. watched we essentially watched series one we watched season one to Ugh. i just need to see all the seasons stop it show me the seasons at the top like a good girl well, Canada has oh. only produced one season. US has produced 13 seasons. The All-Stars is five Here seasons. US, two seasons. Whilst there's two in Thailand, there is one coming up in Australia, one coming up in Spain, and there's one, um, I believe, coming up soon. It's not been announced yet, but uh, hopefully in Germany. So, yeah. So we watched season one to four, then All-Stars one, 
then five, six, seven, eight, all stars two, nine, all stars three, ten, all stars four, eleven, twelve, all stars five. <laughs> That's how we did it. Literally um, like that. We were like, okay, um, everyone in all stars four we've seen now. So because we obviously were aware of certain things before we went in, so we were aware of the big names. So obviously yeah. we we're like, okay, when we first saw Trixie Mattel, we were like, okay, something's gonna happen in this season because she she's massive and her name is on everybody's lips. Clearly yeah. something happened, you know, and then we were like, okay, well, she didn't do well in was it season it wasn't season five she was in. She was in whatever season she was in before All Stars. She flunked, Who didn't she? Trixie Mattel. Trixie was on seven. Yeah. So she flunked in seven and then won, went on to win three, All-Stars three, didn't she? I don't know about you, but Shangela should have won that season. <clears throat> well, uh, well, that's that. Well, <laughs> Ben's and the Krem should have won that season, to be fair, but she dropped herself I mean, out. Technically, technically, you are right. She should have won, but if you was a, if you include how she self eliminated herself, then you can't really count her in still, you know. Yeah, and you know what? She actually did a recent interview recently, and she, someone asked her, "Do you think if you didn't eliminate yourself, do you think you could have won a season?" And she said, "Absolutely," because I was just two episodes in for the win. Hmm. But at the same time, she was just like, I didn't appreciate the pressure of, was it, eliminating queens all the time. And yeah, it got to her and she decided to quit. You know? But yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> you, I was going to say, would you say watching Drag Race on the first lockdown, do you think it motivated you to continue to enjoy every day rather than being miserable, shall we say? It certainly distracted us, yeah, because we became invested in it. And that's the great yeah. thing about things like that. And then lockdown two and three, it's been like, it's been like, well, we've now, we have these conversations because we now can have conversations about drag race with, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. So many people. But yeah, drag, it was just, you know, mm-hmm. it was a complete opening into, uh, gender fluidity and confrontation and all sorts really yes i was gonna say is there any drag shows that you want to go and go to see when everything goes back to normal i think when everything goes back to normal i think we will like i will generally like uh just be more explorative in the things that i go and see so, like, I wouldn't have dreamed of going to a drag show, but then I could argue that I didn't know what a drag show properly was, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely explore more things like that. Okay, before we get into your final subject, is there any further edition of Drag Race you want to talk about? Uh, not, without getting, uh, not without getting very bitchy. <laughs> I mean, go for it. Yeah, you, still mean, have, I, like, I think, you still I have think, half an I hour left in here. I th- well, I think th- the reason I picked Drag Race as well is I think it's amazing that um, uh, we got invested 
in the loss of queens that we only knew them earlier this year. But, you know, like the loss of Chi-Chi Devane and the loss, you know, that was really hard. And I was like, mm-hmm. shit, when I saw that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Um, I was going to say, when it came to Chi-Chi Devane, did you see that viral video? Sorry, not viral video. That, a viral picture that came out that went absolutely crazy. It was basically her holding... It was basically um, an illustration of her um, basically holding hands with Naya Rivera. You have um, um, that basketball player who died, Kobe Bryant. Was it Kobe Bryant? Mm-hmm. That's his name? Yeah. Yeah, and then who else was it? It was just all these, was it? All these, and I think it was um, Brianna Taylor as well as um, George Floyd. But yeah, a lot of people don't realize like Chi Chi Devane was like a really like huge loss into the drag community, you know? Yeah, but also like, you know, when we found out about Sahara Davenport and. Uh... Lady Red as well. It's like, yeah. Suddenly, these uh, you know, it was just it's just it was just amazing that these things suddenly meant something after like knowing them for such. Who was the other one? I'm trying to think of. Sahara was, um, oh, I don't know. I get confused. So Sahara was Miller Zone's partner. That's that was it. Yeah, and then TD Devane. I feel like I'm missing someone. I feel like there's someone else that we've that was that was lost that I'm just really struggling to think about. So we lost, we lost, um, last year we lost TD Devane, we lost, um, Lady Red from Hey Queen, we lost, Mm -hmm. um, who do we lose? We lost. Well, Tanaki Tara Davenport died in 2012, I believe, uh, due to heart failure. And yeah, it just was it. It's just sad that, like, when these kind of things happen to these people, it's just yeah. like you, you, you've witnessed their story. Like, let's go back to Chichi Devane. We witnessed their story twice, and like, mm. I feel like I don't know about you, but I feel like. And also, you could tell like there was something up with her, and I felt like that wasn't the same Chichi that I saw in season eight. And then it kind of made sense when like she was like gone to hospital because she wasn't feeling well. And I was like thinking, this only happened like what just a couple of years later, like what mm-hmm. two years later. So yeah, it was quite really, it was quite sad to um, realize she passed away at that time. Mm. Yeah, but also I don't know about you, but it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. Um, like if RuPaul was to die at some point soon, it'll be huge because like it'll like affect the drag community massively. You know. Well, I think this is you know, I think uh, this is something I found very interesting. We're getting to the point in our ages where the people we grew up with are starting to pass away. And mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, there will be a point in our lives where we will have to witness and mourn for the death of RuPaul because he's in his, he's in his sixties, you know, yeah. 
there's no way we won't do it. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, people of the generation are going to have no idea uh, uh, who we're on about. And they'll be like, why is it such a big deal? And I'd be like, mm -hmm. just just look at all this, basically, is why it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but as much as I lo love Drag Race, as like I love it so much, I don't see was it I don't see um, RuPaul doing Drag Race like after the next ten years time because like honestly, in my opinion, like I feel like he's probably gonna like shall we say retire during like in his seventies. Well, maybe yeah. he's going to he's going to continue his career, but he's, he probably wants to stop um, drag race because, like, he he's obviously he's obviously mentioned in like um, interviews time after time that he sees it as an art form. He used to enjoy it, but he doesn't enjoy it that much because, like, it's just it's too much effort and too much time, you know. Well, I think we'll have to we'll have to see what uh, what happens. Mm -hmm. Person, you know, it'll, yeah. it'll change and it will evolve, you know. But they're all myself, Massage is not exactly young, you know. Yeah. All of them, I was, gonna, of them I was gonna say, would you, would you, would you think that RuPaul will um, pass the reins to Michelle at some point? Here's the problem here's the inherent problem with, with RuPaul's drag race, right? At the, some point, it needs to just become drag race. The more RuPaul stamps his thing on it, the harder the transition is going to be. Yeah. So I think if if like if like they he really I, I think when you start seeing him call it drag race rather than RuPaul's drag race, you'll know that's when he's yeah. he's thinking of leaving, you know, because he has they'll have to um they'll have to do that, you know. Mm -hmm. They'll have to try and make it less about RuPaul and more about the Queens. Otherwise the show will just hit the fucking deck as soon as RuPaul leaves. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, there. I know. I know. There's. I've been told about. There are other shows. There isn't just like. To be fair, there isn't just RuPaul's Drag Race. There's drag, drag, Dragula or drag. There's something else. I know. Yeah, it's the Budo Brothers Dragula, which is actually really good, to be honest. So there are there are there are other TV shows about it, you know, and that's got its own thing. That's something I think we mean we've been meaning to get into because I've heard a lot of Queen's names. That yeah. haven't been on Drag Race because they did Dracula, you know. Mm -hmm. So, which I think Joe Black should have done. I don't think Joe Black should have done Drag Race. They should have should have done Dracula because she would have stayed in mm -hmm. Dracula. But you know, mm -hmm. I agree. I also like to think that um, Evie Oddly would be a good choice for Dracula as well. Uh, I'm not actually sure how the uh, show works. Either. So basically, like. Do you have a Prime account, by the way? Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on um, Prime. So go. I recommend don't watch the don't watch the first two seasons. Start with the third season, and then if you want, work your way to the first and second because, like, you'll understand it. It's like think of it as like Drag Race, but it's it's a little Ooh. bit different. And it's more on a gory side. It's supposed to be like horrorish, you know. Yeah, it's more the it's more the uh, it's alternative, performance you know? art of drag, isn't it, rather than the glam drag? 
Yeah. Okay. We're going to play a few more ditties and we're going to get into your final subject of the night before we hit tea time with Positive Mama. Yes. I was going to come in here and support my fellow boho, Mr. Mucky, but he's not a boho anymore. So, hi, Paolo. Ah. Hope you're having a wonderful day. <laughs> What happened? Uh, Hi, Lacey. By the way, yes. What happened? I removed the whole thing because I misspelt it, and I think because there was a joke made about it or something. I don't know. I'm anyway. I'm not boho. I'm I'm an employee. I'm a slave of the bohos. I'm employed. So <laughs> you know, oh you've got God. your kinks. And, you've got your kinks, and I've got mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go check out Lacey, guys. She is part of the Bohos, and the Bohos are the most famous duo on Stereo right now. They're both verified, and they both get all the attention because they're just fabulous. You know? Okay, so let's play another Diddy. Hey, uh, Mr. Mucky, what's your opinion of drill? Drill music? Drill music? Drill music is... Uh... It's the new. It's the new. Um, it's the new grime music. It's uh, it's it's dark, nihilistic. I'm not personally into it. I can see why it exists. I think the same. Of, I think it's the same as any music. I think if people misuse it for violence, there's a problem. But I don't think it inherently is violent. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. because all all music can be used to make violent content. It's whether you choose to act on it. You know. Mm-hmm. I could listen to Wagner and go and kill someone. That doesn't mean Wagner is violent. You know, I could go into this whole. I'm quite into like philosophy, so there's whole thing about the author's intention and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I haven't listened to enough of drill personally. I'm not a fan of the flow. That's why I can't get on with drill. I just don't like drill flow. That's me. That's how I put it. <laughs> but if you like drill, you like drill. Go for it. I would be surprised if there's a massive drill artist who's in the charts next year or the year after. You know. Do you do you follow like things like the UK like top hundreds? Do you follow that or not really? Um, yeah, I mean it's you know it, I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't look at what's popular. Yeah, in, in it's you have to you know I think lockdown has skewed it a little bit because people are going yeah. back and listening to they're listening to stuff they remember because they've got so much more time for music, but. Yeah, you have to pay attention to what's in the charts. You have to, as someone in the industry, because mm-hmm. the charts are ultimately the tastemakers. You know, yeah. I mean, Kings, Kings of Leon are coming back with a new album, and it's mm-hmm. it's already smashed into number one. So Kings yeah. of Leon are going to come back again. You know, it's you have to be aware of what's happening, and you know, it's just yeah. uh, you know, it, there's no point in being naive to what's. It's not me point going in the chart. The charts are all fucking no. No point, mm-hmm. you know, because the charts dictate who the big people are and who the big players are. So, exactly, there's like there's like Olivia Rodrigo is number one at the moment. Never heard mm-hmm. of her, but I will probably have heard of her by the end of the week. There'd probably be a reason why she's top in the UK number one. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So I and she's been there six weeks. I'm so freaking gooped uh, that freaking um, UK Hun song from Drag Race UK made it to the top of the charts. What was that a few <laughs> weeks ago? It still gagged me. Well, that's great. I think it's, I think, you know what I mean? This is another, you know, I think the UK charts has gone through a transformation as well. Like the UK charts has never been as diverse as it is now. Yeah. You've got like, you've got sea shanties, dance music, and bloody all sorts in the main mm-hmm. UK chart. Not like the dance chart, the main singles chart. Like yeah. that's, that's great. I think that's amazing that that's, uh, Mm-hmm. that's happening because it shows how we're changing as uh, you know and it just again it shows how drag race has an influence the amount of people also, i heard seeing that as soon as it came out yeah. i just when i was a can i just make it clear i would love to see a freaking drag queen win a grammy awards that would be like the freaking like top spot i only think like thing i you know? i i am I'm, I'm surprised rupaul hasn't had a grammy yet honestly and so yeah. I don't think it's far. Have you heard of um, Pablo Vittar? I've heard of them, yeah. Heard of them. So basically, um, Pablo Vittar um, recently won the Latin Grammy Awards. But Teneki, I wouldn't think that's Teneki the same in my eyes. Like, if you're going to go for the actual Grammys, go for the actual Grammys, you know. Yeah, I think. But I think as it comes out, more people are going to be listening to it and getting into it, you know. It's now not. Yeah. It's not a niche genre anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's play the next ditty, and we'll get on to your final subject. I'm just going to give you the most stupidest timestamp. It's twenty two thirty six. You, Paolo, you've got tea time with Jess in twenty four minutes. Thanks, babes, for the timestamp. I, I don't think she realised we we only do five subjects, so we only have fifteen minutes left. So we're basically banging on time. So. 15 yeah. minutes to get into the final subject. I think that's more than enough time, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so your final subject on Tea Time is usually a wildcard subject. So what have you chosen tonight to end this um, Tea Time discussion between us? Um, I wanted to just... I've done a lot of talking. and we are, I wanted to just be an open book. I, I don't mind if anyone's got anything they're burning to ask me. No limits. No limits. I'll answer anything you want. So you can ask me anything personal, sexual, whatnot. Now is the time to do it. I think that's the best way. <laughs> Look at all those reactions. They're like going crazy and wild in here. So, so if you want, you know, there's, when I say anything, if you want to ask me about my childhood, you want to ask me about my upbringing, you can. But once this tea time's over, respect the fact that I won't necessarily want to keep talking about them. But if people send diddies in now, I'll answer them verbatim, wherever they are. So, Guys, you have 15 minutes with Maki. Anything you want to discuss with him? Anything you want to burn questions with uh, about his life? Do it now, otherwise he's never going to mention it ever again, you know? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to never talk to anyone ever again. <laughs> <laughs> this is where everyone's like, yeah, we don't actually care. <laughs> no, everyone, everyone's just clapping. Everyone's just like, yes, yes, Mucky, yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what, what, what do I want to actually know? Oh, I don't, uh, I don't actually care. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, 
I'm sure there's like a specific topic that you want to discuss before, uh, we, before you leave. I mean, like the, the topic I wanted to discuss, I got into, which was you know drag race. I mean. I'm also trying to save it because I'm doing a talk tomorrow about gender binaries and I don't want to get into all that because I had a big talk with Jess about it as well today. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I mean, I'm open to talk about, I really want to have more talks like I had with Jess today. I want to have more thought experiment talks because I, I love just really just talking about a subject. That's one of the things I really enjoy doing. And that's why I think I really want to get into teaching because I just yeah. want, I just enjoy the, the, the the exchanging of ideas, I think, is one of the most powerful tools we have in education of the self and each other. It's mm-hmm. like, I, don't think, I don't think there's a more powerful tool than the exchange of ideas because what I know today is not what I will know tomorrow, and what someone knows today might be what I learn tomorrow. You know, so mm-hmm. I think there is no greater way of learning, to be honest. So Jumma. teach me, senpais. I mean, I was up till I was up till five o'clock in the morning with Lacey last night just talking all all, all manner of things to oh, do man. with you know to do with you know have been Wait, what single time did you bit, wake up today? Uh, what time did I wake up? Like midday one o'clock? Oh shit so you, you had like you started had your seven hour sleep Oh yeah I always have to get my sleep I have to get at least seven to eight hours or I don't function. I am super fucking bad without sleep. Oh, because of my anxiety as well, I just won't. My body won't. If I stay up and I know that I've got to be up the uh, next uh, next day, it won't happen because I know my body. My body refuses to get up on less than seven hours sleep. It will just won't. I'll have a panic attack. I'll feel sick and I'll go back to bed. So I don't fight it. Okay. Okay, so we have a few messages. Let's see what they're saying. Uh, so you can answer them. I haven't really got a question. I just want to say that I actually really appreciate you like a lot and I don't feel like you know your own self-worth. And I just want wanted to kind of say that. Um, you know, we all have our good days, we all have our bad days. Um but you are needed and appreciated by a lot of the people a lot of people um most of the days mucky um if not all of them um you add value to so many people's lives and i just thought it was really important for you to hear that so that's that thank you for that really quickly by the way huh okay Monks, yeah, yeah, you talk about like, so, like, where's this half million for you to buy that house with the organ in it? Uh, no, right, um, I don't have any questions whatsoever, but I've been here since the beginning and I'm, I've really enjoyed this chat. Thank you. This, this, like, the, this, the things that you said, Mucky, are the epitome of why. And Paolo, I need to give you credit in this because it's your show as well, but you've opened some doors to just honesty and. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a lot to get into a voice note to to approach, but it's been such a like bone hitting fucking talk, and I really appreciate both. Um, thank you, Mucky, for being so open, and thank you, Paolo, for hosting this chat. Yes, thanks, Bex. I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes to was it when it comes to tea time. 
I I just basically like searched around stereo to see if anyone would do any podcasts about sharing their stories and stuff like that. And I I I don't think I've seen that much. And I was like thinking, I don't see enough like true stories about like individuals on stereo want to talk about their lives, especially for, uh, people who uh, who are from the UK. So because I met you guys, I was like thinking, perfect, might as well start this conversation on stereo and it, to be honest this is like a reminder for everyone to realize even though you probably don't know this person or you're probably going to meet them in future at least you know their background and you know their history and you know you're fully well aware of who this person is deep down like you know so yeah, yeah. anything to I mean, add to I that I think oh I think you're leading I think there's a I think there's change happening in stereo. I think the first like couple of months or whatever on stereo, people were trying to feel it out and you know, be creative and be like, oh, we can be funny. Now it's like people are like, Well, actually now we can talk about things. The community's starting to build. So I think there's great shows coming out. I think the bohos were a big part of that as well, you know. It's just talking like friends rather than try and make it all a song and dance and a show all the time. The fact is the show is one thing, but I think, you know. It's uh, it's more about just you know, I I tell you what I tell you what I do need to do I need to catch up on America's Drag Race because I can't be behind again next week because I missed it, <laughs> I missed it. I haven't seen the snatch game yet, and I don't think I'm gonna be you able know, to see it tonight you know, because you know, missed- you're not the only one who keeps saying they missed it every time. Like I pop on, I pop in a live, and they um come in with a voice note saying, "I'm so sorry, I didn't watch the episode, but I'll try next time." And then like it keeps happening all the time with uh, like. Not every single person, but like a lot of people, a lot of you watching, listening right now. But I don't mind it because either way, this is what I've said before in someone's live or like in, on Discord. I'm not here about to be verified or something like that. I'm here to make friends and get to know people's stories and get to know who who I'm talking with, you know? Because either way, I'm that person where I like to travel a lot and I like to um see people that i haven't seen in years and just like meet up with them and just like reconnect with them i love reconnections i love friendships and i love like building like a journey through life of meeting these kind of people you know you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah i love it okay we have six minutes left let's play these last messages and see what they're saying um um i don't really have a question actually um Nah, I don't really have Do I? Yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite movie of all time? And also, big up yourselves. Big up yourself, Maki. You're a very interesting fan. You're an interesting guy, fam. It's good to learn more about you and Ting. So, yeah. Paolo, Spice Stereo, Maggi, always gang. Gang, gang. Gang, 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 gang. <laughs> I love using that word now. So I'm not going to think about it too much. A movie that's always stuck in my head is a movie called The Bucket List, which stars Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman as two terminally ill men who escape from a cancer ward to have a, to fill out their wish list. That film has, has stuck in my, always stuck in my mind because I don't think I've ever watched it. Do you mind sending me a link for this? It's like it sounds like my cup of tea. It's a uh, I think ma- mainly because it's probably one of the best Jack Nicholson performances. 
because just used to seeing him, he's really fragile in that film. And obviously, they're both not exactly young actors anyway, but I personally yeah. love that one. That's one mm-hmm. I could go back to again and again. So, uh, yeah, that would be that would be one of my favorite films, if not my favorite, the bucket list. I will also find a trailer and put it in for everybody because I'm lovely like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check it out. It's a great film. Yeah, I remember. I remember. It's one of those. It's one of those films that I watched it on a plane, and I loved it so much. I had to rewatch it when I got home just to confirm what I'd seen. Because you know when you watch something on a plane, and you're like, "Is this just because I'm a bit jet lagged or whatnot?" And I was like, "Nah, this is a this is a fucking amazing film." So yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Also, who the fuck is Mrs. Trunchbull on this, um, Discord? This is that's, fucking hilarious. Um, that- that's that's Pyros because in the Dick Quiz he was compared to Mrs. Trunchbull. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. One more message and we're about to prepare our second round of tea time, but this time we're gonna do it with po- positive mama. Okay. We haven't seen the Snatch Game, dear, because you disappear off on a stereo show every evening since it's been on. I love you. Can we watch it tomorrow? Thanks, bye. Hi, Clary, my lovely, gorgeous co-host for the Stereo Snatch Game, might I add. Can I just say, I love Chloe to bits, but I am not happy with her being part of the cult of Jace. This is not something I endorse. Take that (laughs) fucking hat off before you get hurt. Is that why why everyone's wearing purple nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, it's the cult of Jace. Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> I don't know where it started, but the cult of Jace is a thing. I think you have to ask Bex about it. I think Bex is familiar with it. I can't remember who started it, but the cult of Jace is a th- Heidi as well is a big member. It's a whole thing. The cult of Jace. I don't understand. Heidi, even follow me. I don't know. I don't know this Heidi person. She's sorry. If, sorry, if you're watching Heidi. No, not 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 not. Sorry, not Bets. Um, Sarah, simply Sarah, is part of the cult of Jace. Yeah, simply Sarah. It's all simply Sarah. Listen, they're they're currently listening to us right now. I'm seeing all the purple on the left side. I see you, Chloe. I see you, Josh. I see you, Sarah. Who else? They're all. It's a cult, mate. It's a cult. It's a massive cult. It's happening. I see you, Jace. No, I'm not. I'm not buying into the cult of Jace, though. I don't buy into it. <laughs> I am not. I am not in the cult of Jace. But I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop talking because I need to. How are you? How is this gonna work? Are you just gonna get Jess to? We're um... basically getting ready schedule. So I think when I accept the live, it's automatically gonna pop to Positive Mama next. So hopefully, if that is the case, let's play this last message and see what it's saying. Hey, Mister Mucky. How you doing today? Ooh, tea. I love the tea. What do we have? Um, Earl Grey? No, fuck that shit. I want peppermint. I'm not gonna lie. Put a little bit of honey in there for me, please. And make sure you tap that spoon at least a hundred times as I tap the button. And give you all the fire, Prometheus. I can't oh, believe you have. I can't believe you haven't done a live with him yet either. 
That would I'd love I to know, see. No, right? Groovy gay Jesus, you need to fucking follow me so we can do a gay ass show together. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Oh, no, do you want to hit this last <laughs> ditty before it, before it kicks me out? Just there, uh, come on. <laughs> Quickly, I'm gonna do this last message. We're gonna go to positive mama next. Thank you for joining me, Mr. Mucky. You've been an absolute star, by the way. Everyone, go Thank follow Mr. Mucky. He is an amazing guy, and he's basically the most incredible person ever. Okay, I'm going to go to Miss uh, Positive Mama now. So, guys, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Positive Mama.